Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Welcome back. Hope you guys had a great weekend. First of all, let me say morning, studio. Morning. morning. Coming up in just a few minutes, Ryan Charles will be in. He's got New Boo Goofin, this song right here. Which, he's from Wyoming. He was representing that state on the American Song Contest, or that whatever that show was. Yeah, that's it. And so he went on, and he's cowboy, but he also does hip-hop. He's like cowboy hip-hop. He's going to perform for us in like the next 20 minutes. That song, New Boot Goofin. With his cowboy boots on. So because that is happening so early, let's go over now and get in the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I'm a longtime listener. I love listening to your advice every morning and need some of my own. My ex-husband wants to take our 11-year-old daughter to the Rock Fest in Virginia. I have multiple issues with this. One, she's only 11. Two, I mostly only listen to country music, so this kind of music is very far out of my approval zone. Three, the concert's very far away from me. I live in Alabama. This is in Virginia. Four, I'm afraid for her safety. Five, she will possibly be exposed to drugs, partying, probably sexual things that she's never seen before. I don't want her to miss out on something fun, though. Am I being unreasonable? Love you. Thank you. Sign loving but protective mom. Okay, here's the easy answer. I do think you're being a bit unreasonable. I don't know that all of this stuff is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Concerts yeah. aren't like they were in the 80s. That's the worst scenario. Yeah, this is... And it's also like a Metallica concert in, in 89. Right. So she's only 11. 
fair, but she does have her dad with her. So I think that cancels out. She's good to go. You got a dad. You can go at 11 if your dad thinks you can go. Two, only country music far out of the zone. There's, it's Rockfest, but I wonder, Mike, can you look up the artists at Rockfest? That's going to matter a bit yes, too. Yes, it is. You're right. So let me come back to that one. But I don't think the fact that you only listen to country music should affect what she can listen to. Right. But I'm going to find the artists here. The concert's very far away from me. Again, she's with her dad. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid for her safety. She's with her dad. They have security there. And they're, they could do anything where you're afraid of safety. Right. Yeah, she's like with I'm, her dad. I'm more questioning now, is this that she's worried about the concert or like her being with her dad? The dad. <laughs> Sounds like it. She's possibly exposed to... Listen, there will be people at concerts... Even if you go to a country concert, correct. So Jelly Roll, Jelly Roll's there. It's a oh, it's a hardcore rock. Jelly Roll, oh, there? Wow, yeah. Well, it's Disturbed, Shine Down, Evanescence, oh boy, Mudvayne, oh oh Hellstorm. Yeah. Like, I thought I was gonna be like the Who tribute band. <laughs> yeah, and that was a little Anthrax. different. Yeah, I'm still gonna say this. She's with her dad, and unless there's some issue with him, he can keep her in an area that they are not going bananas. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty, it's a skillet. You, you mean like far back from, away from the mosh pit yes, and stuff? Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm just going to say whatever, the, I'm going to act like I don't know these artists. You mean upon a burning body? <laughs> That's pretty hardcore. <laughs> I'm changing my mind halfway They're through. They're going to be there too? Okay. I'm changing uh, my mind. This is, a, this is a tough, this is a tough one for an 11 year old to go to. You mean fit for an autopsy? <laughs> <laughs> That's a real man? Yes. This is a tough one. Oh my. I'm still going to stay with. He's the dad. And as long as there are no issues, he still gets to be the dad. You mean butcher babies? Oh my gosh, butcher babies too? <laughs> but, you know what? She can't go. Yeah, I'd say no. Yeah, take her to the Wiggles. <laughs> Not yet. You mean kill switch engage? God I mean, forbid. I, I think that if she likes the music mm. and he's going to take care of her and you trust him, you can't say no. I don't think you should pr- want her to go to this. Yeah, it sounds like she doesn't really but trust a, it, him. Yes, it sounds like a dad thing. Yeah. I yeah. think you're going to create a lot of tension with him and her, though, if you say no. So, yes, you have to let them go and trust. I mean, on the website, it does say all ages and kids under eight get in for free. Oh, so they encourage. <laughs> That's a tough <laughs> show. I I, I'm scared to go to that show, <laughs> much too. less 11 year old. But I think you have to let her go with the dad as long as you don't have fear about the dad being irresponsible. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the line is. Yeah. Can we all agree with that? Yes. Yeah. We don't like it, but we think she should be able to go with her dad. That's it. I wouldn't want Morgan to go with Lunchbox to this, though. <laughs> like, it's so. It's, yeah, I'm scared. All right. That's a tough one. Uh, sorry about that, but let him go. Let us know how it goes. That's all. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Ryan Charles. I saw clips of you on, because I, I didn't watch the show. No offense. Hey, it's okay. But I did wa- see a bunch of clips of you from the Great American Song. What is what was the show called again? American Song Contest, yeah. That's where all the states had somebody. Yep. yep. And so I think I watch more clips of all these shows than I do. Even when I was on American Idol, I just watched the clips, even that's, after I take hey, the show. I mean, don't tell them, but that's what I do too. And my wife was like, you got to watch this guy, Ryan Charles. Oh, man. And I was like, okay. And so, no, boo, go for it. And so she would play it all the time at the house. Yeah. Without me seeing it yet. And then I saw you and I was like, well, he's a cowboy. Mm-hmm. And so, through and through. <laughs> and like a real life cowboy, too, is what's what's pretty well, cool about it. So, But you grew up in Wyoming? I grew up in Wyoming, yeah. What, what was your hometown like? So Buffalo is where I grew up, and it's just a small town. I mean, there's only 
might be at 5,000 now, but when I was there, you know, like 4,000 people there. Was, I graduated with like 90 kids. So it's small. Buffalo, and it's all, Wyoming. That, that's where it is. Yeah. You know, what part of the state is that, like geographically? It's like north. It's almost to like the Montana border is like, takes like an hour to get to Montana. So my limited time in Wyoming, although I've been and played a few shows in Wyoming, yeah. there's a lot of cowboys. I mean, it's the culture. I mean, there's mostly cowboys there. It's the cowboy state, so. Where do, what do you listen to on the radio when you're a kid growing up in Buffalo, Wyoming? So we hear, I mean, it's all, I mean, it's all country on the radio. That's what I grew up with is all, you know, becoming a rapper was kind of weird because everyone's like, yo, it's only, you only hear country on the radio. So it was Garth Brooks, you know, all the, you know, all the legends, George Strait and all of them were, you know, always on the radio. So that's what we listened to. So... What do you consider yourself now, I guess? Um, I know you're a rapper, yeah. but you're in a cowboy. Just so I could, dis- Amy, describe to our listeners yeah. what Ryan's wearing here. Oh, he, he's straight off the ranch in Wyoming. This like, g- he has on cowboy boots, a belt buckle, a bolo tie, a vest, <laughs> um, a western, like, pearl snap, and a cowboy hat. So, like, everything cowboy is happening. Turquoise jewelry. The turquoise jewelry. If I saw you, I'd have thought you just want a rodeo somewhere. Right. With that big belt buckle. <laughs> yeah, I was never really great at rodeo, so uh, I have Did you a- try? I tried. I did the mutton busting when I was Me a kid. Too. So yeah. I mean, after that, my career, I got like third place. I was like, all right, I can retire. <laughs> I did my thing. So we're good here. So what do you say? You're a rapper, but is, is there uh, some sort of, do you say country? Yeah, it's country. We, we go with, it's Western. So Wyoming is like a very Western history place. So like we try to keep it more in the Western lane of, of, of music. And it's like, a, so I call it Western rap. And you moved to Nashville to pursue this yeah. rather than L.A. or New York because why? I mean, honestly, so I, when I first got out of high school, I moved to um, Seattle. I just wanted to live in a city, you know, and kind of just feel the vibe. And my cousin had moved there and she's like, yeah, there's a lot of music here. And I was wanting to do music, you know. So I moved to Seattle and they have like a, a pretty big underground like rap scene. And I was starting to rap and, I, you know, I loved rap and wanted to do it. So I moved there and I, you know, I met a bunch of amazing people in Seattle um, and lived there for like six years. Then I was just ready to go back home for a bit. Went back home. Then I met my manager who's here, who's here with me today. Um, and her name is Caroline Munzik and sh- her husband, Ian Munzik, is another great artist from Wyoming. And they actually brought me out to Nashville for one of his shows to hop on stage with him. And I just like, I fell in love with the whole Nashville vibe. And like, they're like, yo, you should move out here and, you know, try to get your career going back here and Caroline, you know, decided to manage me. So, you know, kind of just went from there. Were you always doing, even in Seattle, were you doing the Western hip hop? Yeah. So it was, I mean, I've always like, you know, obviously I've done other songs where it's just like regular rap, but it's just like when it's me, it's, it's definitely like a Western country vibe for sure. Is the hat always on? The cowboy hat? The hat, hat? doesn't come off very often. <laughs> I would, sometimes I'll wear a normal hat. People are like, damn, Ryan, you, even when you're driving, I think just like, you know, hitting the back of the seat is even comfy to driving, but no, I got to keep the, keep the twang on at all times. How do you get on American Song Contest representing Wyoming? So actually I had just like a, a you know, a representative like hit me up on Instagram actually. And Somebody hit you up on Instagram yeah. saying come do the show? They're like, hey, we got this new show going. And I was like, I looked at it and I didn't know if it was like real or not. And then me and my manager went back and we were like, all right, let's just see what this is. And, you know, just kind of went from there, you know, and did the first couple couple interviews and, you know, just it became a thing. And there's not a lot of Wyoming artists, so... Uh, you know, it was between a couple of us, but luckily we made it happen. So, so you go out to LA. Is when you go out initially, is it under the like, don't say anything about the show because it's a secret? Oh, yeah. So, you go out. What do you tell everybody here you're doing? Oh, just going on a vacay, gonna go surf, you know, <laughs> going to LA just to get some surfing done. I'm a big surfer, so no, I've actually never surfed in my life, but uh, 
no, we just kind of had to keep it on the down low. Like even my mom, she would be calling me like every other day, like, okay, what's going on? You know, I let her know the show was going on, but they still don't give you too much information until it's like ready to, to the next day to pop out. So my mom was just like, all right, Ryan, you're going to give me any information about this. And I'm just like, well, mom, I, I, I don't even know yet. So I had to keep her like a little bit out of the loop. I love you, mother, if you're watching this. Um, but then we got her out there and my whole family got to come watch the show. It was great. So how many times did you perform on the show? So we did two performances. So we got, we actually, I was the first person ever to get booted off the show twice. So pretty cool. I know. You, you were kicked off twice. So kicked one, off but twice. you got kicked off the first time and they gave you like a pass. Yeah. Right? So they have like a redemption and they bring back two artists that got kicked off from all the episodes. So we got the first redemption one. It was cool. Did you perform Nubu Goofin the whole time, or did you have yeah, a couple? You it's did. just the same song. How do so. they kick you off with this great? This song's awesome. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And it kind of comes out of nowhere. They're like Wyoming. Here's Ryan. Right. And all of a sudden it's like boom, boom. Yeah, I feel like I feel like for the first uh, the first episode, like I feel like the song kind of got got its it got you know got its legs under it after the voting might have been over. So it started, you know, people were starting to go do TikTok videos and, you know, starting to love the song actually for what it was. So it might have to do with that. You know, they just, I didn't get the first initial votes. Could you feel it going viral? Yeah, it was, it's crazy. I mean, I've been doing music for a long time and, you know, you always hope that like your songs, you know, people feel them and what you make them for. And to like see people just starting to hit me up all the time and, and doing the dance and, you know, doing their own dance, because that's kind of what Nubu Goofin is. It's like whatever dance you go to while you're out partying and then that's the, your, your normal dance move you go to. So it's like people like sending me all those videos. It was just crazy. And they send me videos doing everything, like in new boots, they had their <laughs> dogs in, in boots and all types of things. So it's been cool. So Nubu Goofin, you guys wrote that? You wrote that? Yep. Yeah, with an, another friend. And what was the idea? Behind, did somebody just have on new boots? And So like <laughs> back um, a long time, like, We've been saying it in Wyoming forever. I know, um, you know, they said on Reno 911, shout out to him too. But like my uh, cousin, and it's always like a goof, goofing way. Like that's kind of what the whole vibe of the song was. Because I remember the first time like I ever actually remember someone saying it. My cousin like came out of, and he was in like some slippers. He was like, oh, new boot goofing. And like it, just the vibe of that. And then I just decided I thought it would be a fun idea to like, because, you know, like it, like I've said before, like it doesn't doesn't matter if you're in boots or not. Like the song is new boot goofing, but, you know, when you put on a brand new pair of shoes or anything, kind of just make you feel a certain way, or at least for people that, you know, are into, you know, shoes and boots. So that's kind of what we went with. So did you write this song, and was it out already before the show, or did you have it and release it? On, how did how did that go? So, yeah, we we had we kind of released it, and this is kind of when it was just me and my buddy who, who, who made the beat for me. We're just, you know, putting out, making songs, putting them out. We didn't have a lot of guidance at that point yet. So we put the song out and then they had heard it and then, you know, asked us if we would like to use it on the show. So we had to take it back down and, you know, we had it remastered and everything. Oh, that's so, cool. So yeah. you pulled kind of the preliminary version that you had put out. Right, or, right. And it had to be the, the versions for the show had to be shorter, too. So they like kind of re, remade it to make it shorter. So the version that I play now on my phone, because yep. pretty much let's do it every day at this point. <laughs> uh, that version. Are you making money off that? Like off I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, we're starting to. But it's, it's yours, though, right? It's so it's mine, and it's um, Atlantic Records puts out all the songs for that show. So yeah, but yeah, we're starting to get some some money coming in for it. That's pretty cool. Okay, well, I think we're gonna play this song. We're gonna, and, and here's the thing: I don't think we've ever had anyone like we've had Pharrell in, but he didn't perform. We had Shaggy in; he did perform a little bit, a little bit. I think this might be the first full fledged hip hop performance that's in the show. I, that's what I came for, which is great, but. 
it's a little awkward for us because there's only like six of us in here. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need uh, somebody to get up for the dancing part. So I don't know who who's that's gonna who that is gonna be. But uh, do you feel awkward performing for six people? Well, we're gonna find out right now, I guess. I like I that. I don't really okay. know. All right, all right. So okay, uh, one final question. So Jiggy yeah. Buckaroo is your name on Instagram. Yeah. And so I hit you up and I was like, hey man, are you in town? And I guess you were still doing the show at the yeah, time. Yeah, we were just getting back. Yep. And so I was like, hey, let me know when you get back to Nashville because I think it'd be fun on our show. Why Jiggy Buckaroo? Jiggy Buckaroo is just like something that I thought up of one day and it's just like, you know, it's like the alter ego. It's just who I am as a person, just, you know, with all the twang on and everything and just, you know, Buckaroo being a cowboy, it's just kind of, it came to me one day and I just ran with it. So it's just like kind of my alter ego, you know. All right. You guys follow Ryan Charles on Instagram or Twitter at Jiggy Buckaroo. But if you're on TikTok, it's Ryan Charles Music and we'll post them as well. But we're going to give him a second. He's going to set up and we'll come back and we'll do new boot goofing. In studio to seven, one, two, three, to six people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is this? Yeah, I feel a, like this is going to be harder than in front of a full for, crowd. Oh, for sure. You guys, even if you're, you, you guys are going to have every to vibe set of eyeballs. Bit, just so, yeah, yeah. Don't throw me off. Yeah. I'm going to okay. need a couple head knobs. All right, Ryan Charles, we'll be back in a second. Cool. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a new podcast about queer history coming May 15th. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught. A history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Go. on the bobby bones show now ryan charles so you're wanting lunchbox to get up and dance he doesn't know how to do the dance Is that okay i think he's just gonna have to do his dance you have a dance. Oh, I got lots of dances. Oh yeah, just pull out whatever comes natural to you while it's going. Got it. Do you want to show me a couple steps, like what it's just, supposed to look like? I mean, just bring it with the boots. I mean, make sure you know it's focused okay, yeah, on yeah, the my boots. My boots look good today too. Easy little, easy little moves with the legs. All right, all right. <laughs> you got it. Here is Ryan Charles, and Let's this go. is New Boot Goofing. Hey, we on the Bobby Bone Show. First rap concert ever. I like it. Hey. Get this in here in. Alright. Let's go. Hey, hey, I'm no boat goofing in the dime back snake skin. So damn fresh that the rattle still shaking. Worked all week just so I could get there. Hey, damn, I look sweet in them new snake skins. I'm new boot goofing in the dime back snake skins. So damn fresh that the rattle still shaking. Now we're gonna break it down. Worked all week just so I could get there. All right, you ready? Now, yeah, here it comes. Oh, yeah, sweet in them new snake skins. All right, right here, you ready? 
Hey, I'm new boo goofing, new boo goofing, new boo goofing, I'm new boo goofing, new boo goofing, new boo goofing, new boo goofing, I'm new boo goofing, new boo goofing, drop top cruising, darling blow my line up just to see how the boy doing. I've been doing great, excellent, darling super. Always been a stop, I know you ain't in the bloopers. Falling all day, darling, I be with the hoopers. Passing my way, darling, I be with the shooters. Caught myself out of swing, I ain't need a tutor. Always did my thing and left it up to the viewers. I'm new boo that's oh, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. That was awesome, dude. Hey, lunchbox did a nice there. appearance. Oh. Maybe the in ears of, wouldn't stay in for me. Yeah. Maybe one of the most awkward dances ever, lunchbox. But we liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good. But I guess I don't doing. need this mic, huh? He, uh, he yes. Yes, yes. It was. You did exactly what you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. You really came through. Woo. Well, I will tell you that wasn't as awkward as I thought it might be. That was good. With one person performing for six. That was awesome, man. <laughs> All right, so we have Ryan Charles here with us. He's sitting back down. Now, are you completely out of breath now? I'm a little out of breath. Yeah, I, I just so. got off the road, too, so like you can tell with my voice, I usually don't sound like this. I will cover for you for a second while you drink water. Um, so, first of all, excellent job at you. editing yourself also. Yeah, that's never easy, too, that's sometimes. <laughs> holding back all the words. When you're starting to vibe, you're just like, oh, shoot, hopefully I don't, especially on the, the, the TV show, I was just like, okay, hopefully this doesn't just slip. Do you only get one shot on the show? You get one. That's it? It's live, yep. And do you come off and go, oh, how did I do? How did it? Yeah, you come off and you look at your managers and go, all right, didn't I, I didn't say anything that I wasn't <laughs> supposed to, right? Nerves like crazy before you go up? Oh, or yeah. Did you, or do you feel so confident? It's just that- like a lot going on. Like this is even one of the first, you know, doing something like this with you. Like you see everybody looking at you and you're like, man, this is a lot going on right now. So I can't mess this up. You just kind of got to check yourself into a new place. That's what yeah. I have to do when it's an awkward. It's like, because you, you'll be on all these cameras and it'll look great. And they won't understand that there's six of us watching you with our beady little right. eyes. <laughs> it's like when you do a show like that, and I've done them before too, where there's just all cameras and really no people. And well, you're like, you know what? I just got to act like there's 10,000 yeah. people out there. So like for the show, we do a rehearsal and it's like literally there's no crowd. It's just everybody who's working. And that one I feel like is harder than the live one when they actually have a crowd out there and you can you know, start to vibe a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you take yeah. that energy. All right, here's what we do. Follow Jiggy Buckaroo on Instagram or Twitter. What's the plan with the song? Or is it you, you've got a little bit of success with the song and now is there something else that's going to happen like what's the I mean plan? you know we're obviously we're still writing that song we love it you know people are still sharing it we're still doing videos for it so we're still going with that but we got new music that we're you know pumped about and ready to put out too so Any, that's kind of the next step like I would think if I were one of these artists one of these big country artists that constantly are looking for some hip-hop mm-hmm. in their songs that they would hit you up to do a collab yeah, I mean, I, I'm always, my door is always He's open. He's saying it so right I'm now. Always, hey, <laughs> saying it right someone now. Someone hit me up. I got I got verses ready. for everybody. He's got verses for everybody. <laughs> All right, Ryan Charles, a hey, great job on the show. Hey, Meaning thank you, you buddy. A, I appreciate this. More than winning, you have a song that people still remember after the show. Yeah. And that's what it's about. I'm, it's not about I'm, winning the show. It's about no. you having more fans than you went in with. Right. And something that's lasting. Yeah. And... I don't know that I've ever just reached out to someone while on a show and been like, hey, come in the studio. And I, hey, I, I swear, man, I appreciate this so much. Everybody was, was so cool. Seeing you guys vibe to New Boot Goof, and I was sitting here trying to keep my, <laughs> my in-ears in so I didn't lose it too much, but I could see you guys, and you guys were vibing. That made it, made it easy for me, so thank you. All right, there he is, Ryan Charles. Follow him, Jiggy Buckaroo, and we're looking forward to what happens next, man. Hey, thank you, buddy, for having me. Appreciate it. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A U.S. Coast Guard crew was patrolling between the shore and North Carolina's Outer Banks when they heard a call over the radio that some boaters had lost their dog. The dog's name is Mila. Moments later, lookouts on the Coast Guard boat spotted 
the dog swimming and toward their vessel. I mean, in all that water, though, to see a little dog head. Yeah. That's that's tough. And you see the dog and the crew made their way towards the dog and they're able to get down, get a little net, put her in it, grab her and pull her up. And so they inspected the dog, no injuries. The dog obviously was exhausted and so got great, great treatment by the people and then gave him back to the owners. Myla, it turns out, is a pretty lucky pup because where she was picked up is, again, no small body of water, 100 miles long, 25 miles long in places. It's not clear how long she was lost at sea, but the Coast Guard went to say, Myla, good girl, an amazing doggy swimmer. Mm. But they found the dog, which, let me tell you a little story about my dogs the other day. Mm-hmm. I go out, I hear Stanley, who had been a little sick in his stomach, and he will bark at one in the morning if he's got to go to the bathroom. He knows not to, but if he's going to go to the bathroom, he will just go, woo, woo. And so I hear him, and I wake up, I wake up immediately. <laughs> okay, because I don't want to hear the dog vomiting or pooping on a carpet. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I get up, I walk out, let him out the door. And then Eller, who stays in a different room at night, runs out the door behind him. They both go to the bathroom, one in the morning, and there is some animal in the yard. Don't know what it is because it was dark. And all I hear is... It, it was like the Tasmanian devil's bubble. like Scooby. But I could hear it, and I don't know what happened. Dogs started barking, screaming. And then all of a sudden, they just came walking in, a little sweaty. Both dogs. I have no idea. Oh. I have no idea what happened out there. Hey, they took care of the problem. Hey, I, maybe. <laughs> so here's, here are my things. It could be a fox, which would have been tough for them to catch. Yeah. Eller probably could have caught the fox. Could have been a fox. Could have been like a raccoon, possibly, Ooh. or it could have been the ghost dog. Yeah. Oh, the white ghost dog. We haven't heard about the ghost dog in a while. So that was, and then I couldn't go back to sleep because I something was up. And then Eller was being weird all night. So I think the ghost dog Whoa. spirit's inside of her now. <laughs> oh, great. You heard it here first. Uh, congrats. Awesome job by the Coast Guard to find the dog. It, that saved these people a lot of pain. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Lunchbox celebrated his seven-year wedding anniversary. Nice job, buddy. You made Thank it. You. you made it. You made it. In a word, one word, what's the key to making it seven years? Oh, man. I was going to say, I, I have sentences. One word. I know. That's what I'm trying to say. You got uh, this. You got this. Um, <laughs> He's like using his hands. Hey, dude, it's word. one word. Uh, one word. Yeah, I know, but one word, Eddie, is hard. When you, you, it is. It is. It is hard. You can to do s- it, though. Control. What? <laughs> oh, wow. That's the word. I like it. We'll go from there. Oh, my. You really nailed that. Why? So they celebrated seven years. By the way, do you have the itch, the seven-year itch? You know what that is? No, I don't know what that is. What? People say when you've been married seven years, you have the itch to like to go like, wander Oh, is that off. why I was yeah. scratching this weekend? No, that's a different reason. <laughs> but it's like you want to like, go like do the lambada with other ladies. Oh, you want to see the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. No, nah, I'm good. You good? I'm good. Well, Lunchbox forgot his anniversary, and it came up on the show, and- his father-in-law, I texted him to remind him, and he was like, holy crap, I cannot believe that. Yeah, I don't think he was texting him to remind me. He was just saying, happy anniversary. And I was Oh, like, he wasn't even reminding no, me. No, I think he was just saying, happy anniversary. So what did you do here? So I I told you guys, my wife doesn't care, and Bobby was like, well, maybe she just doesn't want to get her hopes up and be disappointed. And I was like, huh, let me go ask her. So what I did is I asked her, I said, hey, I forgot the anniversary, had nothing planned, and you said you didn't care. And I asked her that, but then I said, I'm going to give you this, and you can record it. I'm going to go outside, and you send the audio to Scuba. So I have no idea what she said. Oh, so oh, we're wow. hearing audio you haven't heard? I haven't heard Do this. you promise? I promise. This okay. is fascinating. This is Lunchbox's wife giving her take on him and anniversaries. Here we go. Uh, hey, Scuba. Um, no, I don't care. 
I mean, I know he's busy. I know he works a lot. I know what? in the afternoons and the evenings he's got to go out and get some audio and get get prepped for the show the next day. What? So I know he's really busy. It's fine that we didn't do anything. But, I mean, sometimes it would be a little bit nice if we did do something sweet and special. I know he got that gift card from Chris Jansen to the steakhouse. So, I mean, we could have just used that. That would have been awesome. Um or just some flowers and maybe if he cooked dinner that would be great too um but you know it's fine that that we didn't do anything well maybe next year it ain't fine buddy no. it is not no. i feel for her right yeah, now because lunchbox she's really she's trying to go with the flow and that's I think because she loves you and somehow he's created a picture to her that he's very busy yeah, and then you lie but to her she needs some she needs you to show love you need to show love. She's still, yeah, because she knew it would be played on the air. So she said, listen, he's busy. I get it. But right. then she, she said, but. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want you to look bad. So your thoughts on hearing that? Man, I was feeling good there for a minute. <laughs> I was like, yeah, see, I knew it. But then there was a lot of butts and butts and butts and butts. But hey, you know, all right, next year I'll do better. Not next year. What, what about next today? week? No, no, but our anniversary already passed, guys. But you can do something not for your anniversary. Yeah, you need to. Do I mean, something. if Chris Jansen gave you a gift, yeah, I need, I do need to get line that up. Him. I, that shouldn't even count. But <laughs> if I, if I get you a babysitter, will you just take her? Oh yeah, I'll take her, Ruth, Chris, yeah. Because listen, but why, why are you getting him a babysitter? Because I just he can afford his own babysitter. It's not for him. It's honestly not for that. Hey, she just offered. To clarify, I'm not doing it for him. I'm doing it for her. It's not a contract. Hey, Lunchbox is like, she just offered. She committed. Hey, <laughs> if, you, if you can get that babysitter for a Saturday for eight hours, it'd be great. Eight hours? <laughs> eight hours. What? what? What are you trying to do? Go on, a, go on a trip to Florida or what? I mean, go eat, take a nap, get a hotel room, you know? What? Yeah, hotel Wait, room? <laughs> the other thing is, the fact that she is talking about how much Lunchbox works all day and all That's night. That's weird. Like that, you've That's lied what I'm to saying. her. He's controlled the narrative at his house. The word is control. 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 Yeah, right. you you get the story out there. You control the you know how everything goes around the house and kind of you control the channel changers. You control the you Lunch know. Box, I, you need to do something. What'd you learn about this? What'd you learn from this? Uh, that I guess I need to pay more attention to my anniversary. Or just your wife. In Not just general. your. Oh no no! I mean, I pay attention to my wife. I mean, no. we got three kids. I have. I think we got three kids. Go ahead. Make it, Bobby. Since he cares about his job so much and he works so hard, you have to now make this an assignment. He has to take his wife out in the next week. Then I don't think it counts as much to her. I don't care. We, she needs this. I don't think she cares how it happens. He, he needs to do Here's this. Here's the assignment. Just do better. Okay. I'll take her say, take some tame off. Spend it with your wife. Take some like, time tame off. Tame off. What's tame off? <laughs> I don't know, but it's French. <laughs> that sounds funny. Yeah, it sounds fancy. <laughs> okay, on. lunchbox. Just take, take this seriously okay. and digest it and then... Hopefully, let it improve the relationship with your wife in that way. Okay. All right. Good. That kind of sucked. All right. It did. Kind of made me look bad. But sometimes game tape makes us better. It hurts for a second, but game tape makes us better. We watch it. We hear it, so we can grow from it. It's never comfortable. But we don't get better unless we go through uncomfortable. You never grow without pain ever. Even in the human body, you grow taller. It hurts. Dude, with words like that, you should be a doctor. Yeah. The doctor is in. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Tell your wife to thank you. We do this bit where we make Morgan watch things that we used to like. Morgan, you're how old? I'm 28. So even though it's not too far, she still had never seen Seinfeld, and she gave that 2.5 out of 5 jackets. Boo. She had never seen Back to the Future, 4 out of 5 DeLoreans. That's good. good. Yeah. The Karate Kid, 4.5 out of 5 Cobra Kais. Oof. Austin Powers, 1 out of 5 Groovy <laughs> Babies. Man, oh. And then Shawshank Redemption, 5 out of 5 Rocks. 
didn't put a lot of effort into that rating system. Yeah. <laughs> rock, rock. Okay. So we're making her watch the first season of Saved by the Bell. All right, so you watched the high school this time. I did. I watched the correct one. Okay, how many episodes? Eight episodes. Give me your thoughts. So I really wanted to like it, okay? Like, there's moments where I could connect with it, and I was like, okay, I can see why people really enjoyed the show, but overall, after watching the eighth episode, I was like, eh, I don't need to watch anymore. I'm good. So I don't think I actually liked it as much as a lot of people do. <laughs> it doesn't hold up. The people mm-hmm. that like it like it because they used to like it back when it was easy to be liked. Yeah. Yes. It's very, like, old school. Mm-hmm. You can tell, like, it's very much at that time. They're all dressed that way. The dances are that way. So it's really hard to relate currently. So you give it? I, st- I still enjoyed moments of it, so I'm going to give it three out of five leg warmers. Okay, good. I like that. That's decent. Yeah, it's a pretty good bad. score. I don't think I would watch it now for the first time and give it that many. Because I think I like it because I used to like it. Heck, I don't even like it anymore. I don't watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your next assignment, and we'll give you till like the second week of June. So we're going to give you a little time here on this one. Okay. I want you to watch the first season of Beavis and Butthead. Oh, gosh. Ah! Oh, Hilarious. This just sounds no. like torture. From 1993. Oh. You, oh. oh, my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire, fire. You might actually like it. No, I don't. I don't. I, listen, it, it would come on like super late at night after I'd watch shows, and then I'd fall asleep to it, and I'd wake up. And I'm like, what is this that I'm watching? And immediately turn it, so that doesn't start off okay. good for me. Then we'll punt this one to the next one. You're going to watch The Goonies. Ooh. Oh, you're going to love it. Five. You ever seen Goonies? I have not seen the Goonies. Okay. So good. Your next one is the Goonies, the movie. And then... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire, fire. All right. Thank you, Morgan. That's our Saved by the Bell review. She didn't like it, but she gave it an extra leg warmer because she didn't want to be judged. <laughs> That's what I feel happened right there. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. 
we're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. But We Loved is a new podcast about queer history coming May 15th. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We talk a lot about the lottery on this show. We occasionally play, but Lunchbox always plays, and he's you know, convinced he's going to be a multimillionaire. How many years have you been playing the lottery 100% full throttle, Lunchbox? Oh, probably 18 years full throttle. And we did the math on this, and he spent thousands and thousands of dollars. Like, he's in the hole thousands and thousands of dollars. Because he never really won anything. But he spends how much every week? Uh, every two weeks, 150 bucks every paycheck. Crazy. So basically 75 bucks a week, he's <laughs> playing the lottery. And so here are five pieces of advice from real lottery winners. By the way, Lunchbox, if you win the lottery, what's the first thing you do? Buy an island. 
Or quit your job. Yeah, that would be the first. It's always the island. got to quit first, right? <laughs> well, the island, that's also going to take a long time to buy an <laughs> island. Right. Yeah. you got to find okay. it. Here we go. They say, number one, <laughs> don't tell anyone. Dude, don't say anything to anybody. Not a single soul. Only the state and federal governments. Because if you win, let's say a million bucks, which in this part of the story, they got $480,000 after all taxes. But everybody in their life were like, oh, you're a millionaire. Can we borrow 20000 we borrow 40000 They're like, don't tell anybody. Your thoughts, Lunchbox? That's so stupid because when you ask me to borrow it, no. It's really that easy. You can tell everybody you want because they can ask you for the money and you just tell them no. I mean, it's simple. Can I give you, Why an, would you, can I give you an example, another example? Yeah. If someone, let's say they see you, you're driving down the road, and they just put a slam on the hit their brakes a little bit and you bump them. Ooh. This happens with celebrities a lot where people try to – Get them to trap they, them. They fall down on their property. A good, sure, it's a version of a trap, like a baby, but with money. And all of a sudden, they sue you because they know you got a lot of money. They're just trying to set you up. So, but it's fine. Oh, it's fine. All right. Because I'm not going to be driving. I'll have a driver. <laughs> okay. He, he's going to blow some money. All right. Money next, so get a financial advisor immediately. Your thoughts on that? I, I'll tell you what to do with your money. No, no, you're not the advisor. No, but reinvest it in what? Whatever. The lottery. Buy, buy a restaurant. Buy a lottery ticket. Buy a buy restaurant. Whatever. That's your first one. <laughs> yeah. The restaurant Ooh. business is restaurant is that is like, not that's not a good one. That's tough. That's hard, yeah. <laughs> All right, next. Don't hide it from the government. Well, I agree with that. Good. They'll come get you. Good. Number four, don't take a lotto ticket as a tip if you work at a restaurant. Because what happened was this waiter won and then was sued by everybody at the restaurant. And they were like, we are owed part of that tip, too. What? And she had to split the winning. That's crazy. Winnings, so. That's terrible. Oh, yeah, so that's don't terrible. tell anybody. And then don't start a new lifestyle that you cannot maintain, <laughs> which I believe is what, he, that was what would happen with him if he won. <laughs> no, because I'd be rich. I'd be able to do whatever I wanted. Okay. There's your lifestyle. You have to be able to maintain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't that money just grow? Put it in the bank. What do you mean grow? <laughs> uh, don't you get some interest or something when you put it in the bank? The fact that you say, don't you get some interest or something, <laughs> shows that you don't really know. Because he doesn't use banks. But if you're buying an island, how much money do you actually have in the bank? A growing. lot. Okay. A lot. Yeah. I mean, or I'll just plant it in my island, let it grow, water it. You'll <laughs> plant it in Is your island. I think. <laughs> no. Can't tell. I think. Okay, so there are your tips. Don't tell anyone. Get a financial advisor. Don't hide it from the government. Don't take a lotto tip as a tip if you work in a restaurant. A lotto ticket as a tip. And don't start a new lifestyle you can't maintain. Um, Lunchbox, we're going to send this to you, and you're going to read it and study it. And the day that you win the lottery, I do think it'll be for like 50000 and uh, he's going to treat it like you won $100 million, <laughs> and his life's going to be over. It's going to be a Man, bad I'm gonna thing. I'm going to tell everybody. Mm-hmm. The Bob Here's Amy's pile of stories. So while I tell this story, I want you to be thinking about what you would clone yourself for. Oh, ask me now. Oh, okay. <laughs> what would you clone yourself for? Well, I would use me to play against in basketball down at the court in the backyard. I'd have somebody to play with. That's cool. I'm like a sad, lonely kid. I just want a, I just want a friend. <laughs> One yeah. I just realized that I but would you just. Can, you I would, know you can call people. Yeah, but people have kids and jobs. Okay. I would just have a. Fr- wow. It'd be cool to play yourself though, because you're gonna be. You gotta really, outsmart them. Yes. I'd play PlayStation against myself. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd get the show ready for myself in the morning and give me an extra 45 minutes of sleep. Okay, <laughs> nice. see, there but you go. But mostly I just want a friend. <laughs> All right, why? Well, 88% of millennial moms say they would clone themselves to get more things done, like housekeeping, the laundry, and cooking. And I'm like, okay, can some of the men clone themselves for this stuff too? So why? Got, just get their husband to do it. It got me exactly. curious. Yeah. yeah, what you would clone yourself for. Yeah, I just need a friend. I would clone myself to do just all the adult things like put gas in my car. 
pay bills. You would be your own assistant. Yeah, that. And, and then you would get mad at yourself because you didn't value enough, value yourself enough. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. I saw a headline that said that like only 53% of Americans uh, felt like adults at the age 18. Well, you never really feel like an adult. Here's yeah. my thing is that you learn skills and you have life experiences that help you when they happen again. But you always feel like a kid. You always feel young. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And people that you look at, I mean, they have it all figured out. They don't either. They just have been through some crap and have learned some things along the way. But nobody ever feels like, I'm totally mature and I got this. At least I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's like a trick when you're a kid. Like, you're, you're tricked into thinking, like, one day you're just magically an adult or it happens. And then, hey, kids, secret. <laughs> yeah, you never do. <laughs> it never happens. And also, if no one ever forces you, and I'm the example here, you never have to dress like an adult. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I'm in shorts and a hoodie every day. Own it. Yeah. All right, what else? I'm how to feel your best after a bad night of sleep. Like, Bobby, I know you do all the things. You've got a great mattress. Sometimes you get good sleep, but sometimes you don't. So here's what you need to do if, you're, if you have a night where you've struggled, right? I'm, a, I'm taking notes. Okay. Fuel up with protein and healthy fats. So sometimes after a bad night's sleep, you want to reach for like sugary things, but try to reach for protein and healthy fats. Okay, so drink three. That's good for your brain. It'll help you. Uh, Soak up some sun. (laughs) A neuroscientist uh, says that you need to just get get out there, get some exposure, even if it's just five minutes. Have the sun hit your body. All right, sit in a dark Mm -hmm. closet. I do the opposite of all these things. Whenever I'm (laughs) not getting, go ahead. Try to take a power nap. Keep it brief, somewhere between five and 30 minutes. Here's the problem with the power nap. I take a power nap, and I'm like, you know what? I could sleep another two hours. Like, if I do, I don't nap often, but I I can't do a power nap. I want to do a four-hour nap if I do one. Okay, well, no. Because I feel worse when I wake up after 20 minutes. Five and 30. Are you taking notes? Let me say something. I'm a doctor, too. I don't agree with this. (laughs) (laughs) Lastly, you got to walk it off because it's tempting to, to be lazy a day after a restless night. But if you can, like... Hey, I got kill two birds right with one stone right here. Take a walk outside. Boom. Okay. I don't. Uh, probably won't do any of those, but I understand why. Okay. Uh, Garth Brooks has hinted at an upcoming release of some sort of new live music in the not too distant future. It comes up before the end of the year. If I get my way, will it have new? Yes, it will have two extremely cool things on it, historic things. It's coming, but the way you get it, it's going to be extremely wild. Triple live, the double live, that stuff, that's kind of my baby because I do live. It's what I do. It's where I feel most at home. Wow. What if it edits so, our performance on Raging Idiots and he didn't tell us? It. And when we agreed, he put out our whole performance. This is live when we out. shook his hand, we agreed yeah. to it. I mean, what in the world does he have coming? I don't know. Like, what it can't. This? It's just going to be him playing live, and I'm sure that's cool and all, but I wonder how you get it that's so weird. Mm. You well, uh, mail in a proof of purchase from Honeycomb, <laughs> bo- back, honeycomb well, Box? Question. Like, what does triple live and double live mean? It's his albums, his past albums that have been live, like a double album, two, or the triple live, I believe, oh, is three different shows. Yeah, music on an album. Yes. Got it. I just need a clarification. So anyway, new live music coming from Garth soon. Unless it's like Garth with with Lil Baby. Oh, that'd be cool. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. Or the Baby. Or he all said the it's going to be wild. He said the way you're you're going to get it is going to be extremely that's wild. What that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, what? He's very mysterious like about it. a hologram? I don't no. know. That's how you get it. Does he show up in your living room? That would be weird. That would be, awesome. be awesome. <laughs> yeah. a hologram? Right. Yeah, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. 
Well, I might have to go to Maryland soon because there's a farm there offering cow cuddling sessions. And you can take a group of eight people. Why do you got to go to Maryland? Just go to, there's a ton of farms yeah, around here. one right down the road. <laughs> Did they offer little... Who cares they offer? It's a big field. <laughs> yeah, jump the fence. Yeah, by the time they get to you, you can run out. Do they have uh, a trio of calves named Snap, Crackle, and Pop? You okay. could. You got me there, because, though. You could call them whatever you uh, want, though. They're called the Crispy Crew. And so they will cuddle with you. So they have like you. a hotel. What is it now? It's a farm. And okay. you can go to the farm. When they put up uh, this farm, it's called Mary's Land Farm. And once they put it up on their website, they sold out the first two months already. So we're going to have to plan ahead. Have these people never seen cows? No, they, these tickets? Listen, they will cuddle with you, run with you, jump with you, lay on your lap. And when you spend time doing this with these cute little calves... Your stress will be reduced. Oxytocin will be boosted, which is the love hormone, and you're just going to feel better, and now I want to go. They must be super small, and that you probably can't find out yeah. in the field. You ever try to hold a calf or even touch one? They're fast. They don't want you no, touching no, them. But snap, crackle, pop, they've been, they're been they used to it. They're That's trained. why this, this is, is kind of cool. Yeah. Because huh. <laughs> if she goes a little faster down the road, she's not catching a calf. If you do, though, Amy, yeah. put it on TikTok. We want to see you chase a calf. <laughs> Uh, that's cool. Animals do really help so much with stress. Yeah, no, I mean, it's amazing. My cat is very helpful to me. Do I you just, still lick it? I No, I only licked her once. <laughs> I wanted to see what it was like to experience. She licks oh. me. <laughs> I licked her. Oh my God. I know it sounds oh worse than it was. No, 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 no. It was one lick. Uh-huh. And it, that was that. But it was uh, bonding. That's, that's really weird. It was bonding. You licked the cat. <laughs> Have you ever just wanted to bond? Yeah, a hug, <laughs> a scratch on the head. He'll put it, he'll, you know, he'll rest in my lap yeah. or Elder will lay on my feet. But but then somebody, I don't know if it was Eddie, someone here mm. on the show gave me like a, a tool that um, mimics licking. So yeah, you so you don't have to stick your tongue on the Right, cat. like I put the thing in my mouth and it's act. It's you don't act, really it's, use it, It's do the you? act of licking so we still have the bonding, but I don't have to lick. I, you would think the cat's like, why is she licking me? She's a human. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, we're closer now. Okay. Okay, well, that's a great story that you have, that people can go to this place called... Mary's Land Farm. And Mar- help, help with their stress. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, you have there. to go to their website. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.